This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SideCast is a visit with Eric Heft and Ben Bruns as we look ahead to Saturday night's big game with Oklahoma. And our SideCast is presented by Authentic Brand, more than just your source for official Cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at authentic-brand.com. Look authentic. Feel authentic. Be authentic. Well, guys, obviously a really good win uh, for the Cyclones at TCU last week. As you guys kind of digested it a little bit more over the course of the week, maybe watched it again or just thought about it some more, what's the big thing that jumps out to each of you? Well, to me, the the fact they won the game was big. They made the plays. They were resilient when they needed to be and found a way to get the win. And, And I think the good thing is you got the win, a great road win, and yet there's still plenty of things that, that you can you can shore up and get better at. And I think that really bodes well moving forward. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you go back to the beginning of the game and, and what we were talking about on the broadcast, John, about just wanting to see Cyclone football, right? Just wanting to see them play, you know, and execute and, and uh, be in that moment. And, man, did they ever do that. And, you know, it was, it was hot. You know, you've, you've been through all this stuff wearing masks and trying to get, you know, yourself prepared for a season. And then you have a disappointment in week one and, and got a couple of weeks to have to stew on it. And I just thought they were super, super tough, focused and executed at a really high level. And yes, you know, there are things that you can clean up here and there. But, you know, when your D-line dominates a game like like that group did, you're going to win a lot of football games. And, and I thought it was amazing to do it, you know, from the start of the game all the way through the finish shows a tremendous amount of toughness and grit. Let's talk some more about that defensive line because that three-man front has been ridiculously good in passing situations. Obvious passing situations, Latrell Bankston right over the center, and then Jaquan Bailey and Will McDonald coming off the edge. Those three guys have eight sacks on the season in, in three games. Wow. And a lot of times they've done it with just a three-man front, you know, just only bringing three guys, which opens up all kinds of things on the back end. If you can get a tip ball, I mean, they got eight guys out there. Now this week, obviously, I mean, Oklahoma has a great offensive line, very well coached, maybe the best offensive line in the Big 12 probably going to be harder to get, you know, six sacks this week. But, man, if those guys can even get quarterback hurries and get that redshirt freshman quarterback a little bit off his game because he's really good, it could be big for Iowa State this week. It could be. You know, I think one of the things, you know, it's the depth of that defensive line that allows them to be relentless. I think they don't have to play every snap. They don't even play an entire series a lot of times if the opponent picks up a couple of first downs. But just the fact that you've got, you know, seven, eight guys that can play uh, and can get pressure uh, makes a huge difference because I, I think effort is always a big thing. It's easier to have effort, maximum effort, when you're not fatigued. And I think I think that will really bode well going forward. 
I think the other thing that has been so impressive about that group is, you know, even in that three-man front, they are, you know, so good at defending the run. And so even if you're passing on first down, Iowa State doesn't really have to change much in terms of its look to defend both the run and the pass and, and get after the quarterback. And, you know, a number of those sacks have come in, in first down situations. And so, you know, the safeties for Iowa State have not been overly involved in the run game this year because the D-line and the linebackers have been so good. You touched on something right there, Ben, that's huge too, because, you know, if Isaiah Lee and any Wazirike and Zach Peterson aren't having the success that they're having against the run uh, and against the pass on first and second down, then you can't put those three guys out there in those situations. So it really, it all kind of flows together. You got to have that success as an entire group for those three guys to shine in those, in those clear passing situations. Yep. No doubt about it. And, and, you know, I think uh, Iowa state really hasn't had to bring pressure much. Um, They they were going to in, uh, in a a couple situations the other day and, Imagine this Iowa State defense with more of a pressure package. I think I think they're really going to give people fits as the season goes on. You saw one time they brought pressure and Mike Rose just leveled downing the quarterback. He was able to get the ball off and it resulted in a touchdown, but he, right. took, he paid a price for that. And I think, you know, if it wasn't a perfect pass, we'd be talking about, or if he held on the ball a split second longer, I mean, the whole – complexion of the game kind of changed right there it could have been a real flip for Iowa State and said it was a touchdown that tied the game but they can bring pressure from other places we've seen Aishim Young come on the blitz as well but once again as you said they just haven't had to do it a lot today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field let's talk about Oklahoma and this First of all, really talented freshman quarterback, redshirt freshman, Spencer Rattler, throws an incredible ball. Joel Klatt was saying he makes some throws that remind him of Patrick Mahomes. He's not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but he's saying he can make some of those same throws. So a really dangerous quarterback for them. But, I mean, Iowa State has a great quarterback, too. And when you look at the history between Oklahoma and Iowa State, these games have been wildly entertaining and Man, you got to keep playing for sixty minutes, don't you? Because <laughs> there is a, there's absolutely no uh, saying it's over when you play these guys. Well, you know, Iowa State down twenty one in the fourth quarter, came back and one play away from winning the football game last year. But OU also gave up a, a twenty one point lead late in the third quarter to Kansas State. You know, I don't know how much residue uh, resides. You know, in, in their in the back of their mind too. But from an Iowa State standpoint, yeah, you just got to keep playing. You get off to a bad start. You know, uh, Spencer Rattler, I think his first twenty-seven passes, he had one incompletion. He had two interceptions, one on a tip ball. But I mean, he was spot on. When the pressure was on late in the game, he really kind of struggled a little bit. They struggled really in all phases at the end of that game, but. Uh, I don't know how much he grows from last week to this week. The thing is, you just got to find a way to make it close. Keep the pressure on them. I like our guys under pressure, and I'm sure Lincoln Riley likes his too, uh, but their history hasn't been that great. I, I love the fact that you know Iowa State has made this one of the really interesting games you know, in, in recent history. I mean, you think about the last three times around, Iowa State legitimately – 
has a chance to win all three of those games and, and, and wins one. And in the past, you always held your breath whenever somebody from Oklahoma, you know, one of their key players got a got a got the ball, right? They've got so many guys who can hit home runs. And, you know, it's interesting starting to hear more people around the league talk. Uh, I was I was on uh, one of the uh, nationally syndicated Big 12 broadcasts yesterday, and I got a question. You know, Brees Hall, he's he's a home run hitter. Uh, talk about him and why why he's so special. And, you know, that's what you saw on Saturday was Iowa State uh, having game breakers in multiple positions that can hit home runs. And I think the talent level that Matt and staff uh, have, have brought to Iowa State evens the playing field. Uh, you know, obviously, OU's got elite talent all over the place, and they're going to be um, – loaded for bear to, to come, uh, you know, redeem themselves and win. And how long has it been since, OU you lost two games in a row? I mean, I'd love to know that statistic. Maybe you, maybe you know, it, <laughs> right. So, yeah. so this, this would be something else, but there's no better team to do it in my opinion than Iowa state. You touched on those last three games with the Sooners and that was with three different quarterbacks. You know, Kyle Kemp goes in. Well, four if you count Joel Lanning. Mm-hmm. But right. <laughs> Kyle Kemp and Joel, Joel Lanning going to do what they did in 2017. Uh, Zeb Noland was the quarterback in 2018. And Akeem had a big game. And it was an entertaining game. Iowa State lost by 10. But then last year was Brock's first shot at OU. And five touchdown passes, no interceptions, a touchdown run. Brock was sensational. And so maybe this can be a bust out game for Brock, even though you wouldn't expect it necessarily against Oklahoma. Maybe this is the game where he kind of busts out this year. You know, I think one of the, the big things that I think will help Brock and help any quarterback, any running back. One of the my main takeaways from that TCU win was the growth of the offensive line. Uh, to be able to get some run game going, keep them honest, and give Brock opportunities maybe to to pick his spots uh, because you can have success elsewhere. You know, it's an Oklahoma defense that lost quite a few guys, some really good players uh, are gone from that defense of a year ago. And I think if Iowa State's offensive line takes another step and they can get Brees running, going really well, I think there's a huge chance uh, for Brock to have a big day. Especially, yeah, I think you get Tariq Milton back, just one more weapon. That would be great. But show they can they can do it without him last week. You know, you guys touched on Brees, and we're starting to see some of that consistency from him. He, he's only been a starter for a short period of time, and he's had 100-yard rushing games in nine of the last ten outings for him. And so we're, we're really seeing a guy develop into a consistent threat in that ground game. And obviously the offensive line gets – Huge kudos in the tight ends. I think having Charlie Kohler back really opened some things up for Brees last week, too, to have the three tight end package available. But, man, that kind of steadiness, that kind of consistency from the running back position, you know, it's been a while. Um, you know, David Montgomery was tremendous. Uh, you think back to Ennis Haywood and how you knew what you were getting every day from yeah. him. Uh, Troy Davis, I mean, it's it's rare when you get that guy that you can almost count on a hundred yard rushing game every time he's out there. But when you get that, it's huge for an offense. Well, you know, think about Brees uh, is, is his patience, right? He, he's patient. Uh, and he's got a great tempo, knows how to uh, hit, hit a hole uh, and maximize the blocking up in front of him. Uh, he can cut it all the way back to the backside B gap, which is a really unique trait for uh, a running back. 
and, and he can beat you once he gets in an open field uh, and run away from you. And Dylan Sainer is a guy who we just don't talk about enough, but he was absolutely spectacular in that, um, in that tight end run game, just scraping guys, cleaning stuff up, devastating at times, uh, putting people on their backs. And, and you know, I think the other guy that really has had a fabulous start to the season is Colin Newell um, at center. And, you know, you think about what's been going on around him with the, the uh, rotation of guards as Iowa State has had to deal with Trevor Downing's injury. That inside of that uh, offensive line was great uh, with Daryl Simmons Jr. starting uh, for the first time at right guard. And, and they just continue to get better and better. And, and there's a couple guys that have really been special early in the year. Yeah, and Eric, you know, getting Derek Schweiger over the left guard, he played really well. So when you get Downing back at whatever point it is, this week, next week, whatever the case may be, all of a sudden you've got some some depth on that interior offensive line, and, and that's really a, a good thing to have. So getting Daryl Simmons in there and having him play the way he did and having Schweiger move over and play the way he did, having Newell continue to be consistent, it's really encouraging what we're seeing from the interior of that offensive line right now. No question, you know, and I think just the depth going forward. We've already had one injury in the offensive line. It would be, you know, it would, hopefully you wouldn't have any more, but I think that's probably unlikely. So any depth that you can get there, because Derek Schweiger's played well, but to have the way uh, Daryl Simmons played the other day, I, mean, I think that bodes well too. And you take a look at, at some of the other, I mean, there were four redshirt freshmen in that the two deep in the offensive line. One has, has played now in Daryl Simmons. We saw what he could do. I just think the depth is going to continue to grow as those other guys get some opportunities. I think they're athletic, uh, maybe more athletic than we've had in the past. And yeah. as they get some more game experience, I think uh, the offensive line going forward, I think it's going to become a real strength of this program. You know, Simmons being able to, to jump uh, in, he's really a natural center. And you guys have talked about it a lot on the broadcast, that that's the position Iowa State uh, really likes him at. But to come play guard and, and – fit really well with the guys next to him and we haven't talked about much we haven't talked about Sean Foster and Joey uh, Ramos much but those guys have been really really good as well and you know when when somebody like Simmons can get that game uh that game experience at guard now all of a sudden you know if something happens to Newell you've got somebody who you can trust in that uh, center spot leading the rest of the offense. And so there was a lot of depth developed in a couple different ways uh, with, with the downing injury. You know, it was unfortunate in week one because uh, Iowa state really struggled after, uh, after Trevor went out of the, went out of the game, but you learn things and you figure out uh, who the next guy in is and, and grow over the season. And I think the depth of Iowa state's talent you start to see these younger guys contribute more and more as seasons go on. And people wonder why is Iowa State so, you know, so dramatically uh, better as the season goes on. It's because that young talent uh, that keeps coming in in class after class after class has a chance to start to play. Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating Cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclones apparel, from T-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. Ben, you mentioned at the start of this sidecast about just playing Cyclone football and how we saw that last week. And when I think of 
the brand of Cyclone football under Matt Campbell, what I think of as resiliency, no matter what happens, adversity hits, you respond in the correct way. And time and time and time again in that game against TCU, it felt like they were starting to seize momentum, but I was take counterpunched over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And then, and we didn't see that against Louisiana Mm -hmm. because when the kickoff return happened, it was kind of deflating and, you know, the, and all of a sudden it kind of snowballed. Um, but, but what a weird but, moment in time too, right? I mean, playing that game at home, right. I don't think we can say enough about how, you know, how, how unfortunate that was to be playing at home. There's no fans. You don't get a call. You mentioned this on the broadcast. You don't get a call that probably you get if there's fans in the stands because, you know, all of a sudden the officials accountable to, to people seeing something that, man, that was pass interference down the field. Right. Um, and, and just that extra heartbeat and that extra help of, of having fans in the stands. Um, but, but the grit was on full display on, on Saturday. And I mean, in a way that um, was, you could just tell it was like, there's an edge and, and there's a, um, and there's a chip on the shoulder and, and Iowa state uh, just, you know, wasn't going to be denied. And it was, it was fun to be down on the field to see it. You know, the mental toughness, as well as the physical toughness of, of this program. I mean, just look at the number of road conference wins Iowa State has had over the past three years. I mean, uh, something it's we just hadn't, frankly hadn't seen for a long time. You know, Brock Purdy's record against Big 12 opponents. I mean, these are all things that are, that are, are as you're trending forward, I mean, I think projects really well for the future. And I think – Maybe the greatest example of the resilience that we were just talking about is that Mike Rose interception. I mean, you know, that was the time where TCU had the ball back down to four minutes to go, plenty of time on the clock. Duggan had been playing well. And I know that it was a ball that popped out of the hands of the TCU defender, but I didn't think there was any chance that anybody was going to pick that thing off. And Mike Rose somehow kept that ball off the turf and made just a winning play. And, and, that's kind of what we've come to expect from Mike Rose. Your big-time players have to step up and make big-time plays if you're going to win. I mean, it's just as simple as that. And, you know, Mike did that the other day. I mean, just think how tired he had to be uh, at that point. Ben, you mentioned the heat. We talked about it quite a bit during the broadcast. Every player I talked to after the game said, wow, was that hot. I mean, it was <laughs> and just the fatigue but yet still the will and the ability to make that play a game changer. And then you turn right back around and you're on offense and it's third and three, right? And, yeah. and if you pick up a first down, you, you pretty well have the game in control, right? But TCU had three timeouts at that point. And, you know, you, what a big time play to bust that huge touchdown run on third and three guys covered up all the way across the, the, uh, uh, the defensive front by, by the line and tight ends and, and Brees making just the right uh, read and, and, and burst into the end zone. And I think one of the things that makes that all just a little better and happen just a little bit more is the threat of Brock Purdy running the football. You know, Brock uh, carried it in a number of situations that were designed runs and, and I think that blueprint really opens the door for everything else in the run game. And then when you execute, you know, that one guy on the backside edge can't chase you down and stop you for a two and a half yard gain because he's got to stay there and, and defend the quarterback. 
and and so all this stuff works together and you know that moment where where uh Brees broke into the clear and you know it was obvious he was going to score that's that's good stuff on football saturdays our john deere run of the game is brought to you by van wall equipment nothing runs like a deer especially when it's supported by van wall equipment the cyclones john deere dealer of choice let's wrap it up with this guys uh, I'll keep it as simple as possible. What's give me give me the number one thing that Iowa State has to do well to beat Oklahoma? Well, I think if you go back, I mean, there's there, I'm going to go a couple of things. One, offense, defense. You know, K State, 67 percent of their offense came on five plays. So the Sooners, kind of like TCU, gave up huge plays, 267 yards on those five plays. Other than that, they struggled moving the football. Iowa State's got to make big plays. But on the flip side. The defense, we got pressure, we stopped the run, but Duggan really had a terrific second half. And I think, you know, we gave up four touchdown passes. The last one certainly meaningless to some extent, you know, but we've got to limit those big plays because Sooners can make them. They've got playmakers. And I think that's the biggest thing. Limit their big plays and continue to hit yours. You know, Iowa State was plus one in turnover margin in the game last week, and and I think it's such a huge uh, statistic in how Iowa State has to uh, win games like this. If you think about what K State did to OU to win that game, they they blocked a punt. Uh, they were fabulous in special teams, right? And and I think that's an area where Iowa State has to win the situations and and win special teams in order to win this game and and a lot of that comes together with can you get a turnover and what happens once you do so that's what i come home to i agree with eric in uh in all those points but uh there's also a couple uh, other aspects of the game that uh, if five state can do it it win probably it goes way 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 up all right fellas thanks for the time we'll see you on saturday love it can't wait today's sidecast was brought to you by van wall equipment stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.